0: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on Vsin.
4: Okay, Elliot, thank you. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM as we welcome you in. Let's see, the last day of 2022. Crazy to say it. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi, hanging out at the Borgata. Of course, this is Vsin. the sports betting network. I just said it, man. It's the last day of 2022. How are we feeling?
5: We feel good. I mean, look, I, I'm very appreciative of all the people that have supported our show here. Everybody that works hard on the Lombardi line, you, uh, the behind the scenes people. It's it's a day of gratitude, you know, to thank yeah. everybody and, and the fans that listen to us and the people that have, have kind of taken advice and whether through the bad advice, it's awesome. It's a good day for reflection, Patrick, you know, as we move towards 2023. I can't believe how fast it go. I feel like I, I feel like it was just. You know, we were getting ready for Y2K. You know, it's I was I the know. Raiders were playing in Kansas City. We were getting ready to play. And everybody thought the world was going to collapse, and now all of a sudden, we're 23 years later. I mean, wow! <laughs> you got to take Whatever a step back to sometimes. Y2K? Yeah, Justin, well, you, I know. Were you alive for Y2K? Oh, no, he of, of course, didn't think he I was. Was born in Y2K. No, I'm, weren't you, Justin? Were, over here, I think he was born in Y2K.
4: <laughs> if you weren't at a party in Y2K where they shut off down in the basement, they shut off the fuses and everything went dark, <laughs> then you just weren't living in Y2K. Kids don't know that. Uh, but yeah, day for reflection as we head into 2023 tomorrow. Michael Lombardi, Patrick Maher, of course, happy to have you with us. Like Michael said, if you've taken our advice, if you've faded us the whole entire way, it doesn't matter. We're pleased to have you. And we've got two spots in a national championship game up for grabs today. Michael Lombardi, it's going to be exciting. These are two really interesting matchups, of course, TCU, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State. We're going to start with TCU, Michigan, but just an overview on these four entering the semis here.
5: Well, I mean, look, you know, TCU and Michigan are similar, but they're very different, right? TCU and Michigan, they played a lot of close games. They've come out on top, both schools. You know, Michigan's undefeated. TCU had the, the Kansas State loss, but they had a chance. They seem to get better in the fourth quarter. I think this is a contrast in styles, right? TCU is got this, you know, the Big 12 perception. We're going to be wide open. We can mm-hmm. score. We don't play much defense. Michigan is, a, hey, we're going to run it down your throat. We're going to control the clock. We're going to do it. But I think J.J. McCarthy's a much better player at quarterback than than we might give him credit for. And I think they can throw the ball on TCU, and I, and I think they do have to control the pace of the game. But I, I think both these teams are not going to be out of the game because both these teams believe they can win and overcome any deficit. I mean, remember, Michigan's losing, I think it was 17-14 to Rutgers, right? At the half, and and they, yeah, they rallied off all those points. So, you know, I, I think ultimately, you know, this will be a hard-fought game. I think Michigan, just their nature, the way they pound you, I think it it, it wears on teams.
4: Well, what they're doing here with Sonny Dykes in year one is historic. Remember, he took over a five and seven team. This summer they were two hundred to one to win a national championship. As Elliot points out, only three teams have won a national championship with preseason odds of forty or higher. Two thousand ten, fifty-to-one Auburn. Ohio State, forty-to-one and fourteen, and 03 LSU at forty-to-one. What he's done here with a twelve and one team, remember last time out TCU lost to Kansas State in the Big Twelve title game. But what's Sonny Dykes has done here, and it wasn't necessarily an overly heralded hire there at TCU, but what he's done has been miraculous.
5: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and you know, for him to be able to do that, right? For him to come in here and take over. I mean, Gary Patterson was a good coach, right? And Very maybe good. his voice got drowned out and he wasn't the same, but a lot of these kids are from the Patterson recruiting class, you know, and so you gotta you gotta put that into context. And they were they were prepared to play. I mean, Patterson's teams are usually mentally tough, and that's what they've been. Now they you know, they last year they struggled, but I think the real story here is Mac Dugan, right? I mean the resurgence of this kid, the ability to kind of nobody thought he was going to be this player and he ends up being a great player you know so to me that that that's kind of really what the story is i mean he's he is the difference maker in the team
4: Well, you nailed it. I mean, Max Duggan was the runner up in the Heisman. He wasn't even the starter for TCU to start the year. Remember Chandler Morris was injured in the opener. Duggan takes over and just goes on to have a tremendous year. And what the team has done in particular has been fascinating. And then you look at Michigan 13 and 0. So they're back in the final four. They crushed Purdue in the Big Ten championship game. They crushed Ohio State at the horseshoe 45 23. It's almost like Harbaugh has taken a step back with some of of the uh, histrionics, and as he's kind of calmed down, the program's calmed down, and they've gotten better. That's interesting. The way Harbaugh's kind of changed his personality here in Ann Arbor.
5: Yeah, and I think that you know they've they've developed his personality too, in the sense that they are tough, and that yeah. they they like. They like to play in close games. They like the competitive nature of the game. And they, they like to wear down your opponent. And they, they don't flinch. They don't blink. And they believe their toughness is going to be the difference in the game. They, they truly believed it against Ohio State. Oh, you know, Ryan Day talked about how tough his team was at halftime. And next thing you know, he got punched in the mouth. He loses. He gets killed, you know. So uh, I, I think that's where they are. This offensive line, they can run the football effectively. You know, and and McCarthy can make plays. I I think what Jim's going to try to do in this game is because he's going against a team that can, I mean, TCU's going to look at that Purdue game in the first half and say, I think we can throw the ball on these guys, right? I think we can make some plays. I mean, they're 25th in the nation in passing in, in in that area in relative defense, so I think they feel like they can make some plays there. We'll just see if they can be consistent with it. I think that's Jim's whole thing is can, can a team be consistent throwing the football against us? They're 22nd in the nation in relative pass defense. But here's where they get you, Patrick. They're the third best team in the nation in yards per play defensively. And that's mm-hmm. going to be the challenge for TCU.
4: Yeah, Michigan's D has held teams to 13.4 points per four and a half yards per snap. They've been awesome. It's almost strength weakness, except Michigan's offense is awesome as well. And Michigan's offense does something that TCU doesn't want them to do, and they run the football. Now, just an overview on the college football playoff. This is year nine of the college football playoff. Only three of the 16 semifinal games, Michael Lombardi, in the playoff era have been decided by single digits. So blowouts. I'll give you an idea. This number open, nine and a half Michigan. TCU money has pushed it down to seven and a half, which is where we sit right now. Many are expecting a blowout. Let me give you one more point. The teams that gave TCU trouble this year, the teams that could run the ball, Kansas State rushed for 205 in the Big 12 title game. Baylor rushed for 232 in the one-point loss. So again, Michigan, even without quorum, Donovan Edwards, who's more of a home run hitter, are going to run the football, and that could give TCU problems here.
5: Right, and they're going to wear you down, right? They're going to body punch you. They're the boxer that's going to body punch. It's funny that you came up with that nugget to start that 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 part of it, Patrick, because before the show started, Thomas Gable and a couple of the Sharps, we were all talking about the games, and Gable made a great point. He said, I, I think, and he was talking about Ohio State-Georgia. He said, I think this is a game where the line's not going to matter. If you like Ohio State, take them. Not on the money line, but take them. But if you like Georgia, take them you know and 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 then one of the sharps said if you believe that then take ohio state and the points and then take the money line and you've got a way you got a way to win the or take the money line on the other team and you got a way to win you you come out a winner no matter what yep. if that yep. holds up so i think that's another thing that to talk about is how to how to if you believe the spread's not going to matter there's a way for you to guarantee yourself a profit
4: Well, it's funny you said that about Gable because Felica had some great notes. Since 2008, 71.6 of the dogs that cover in bowl games have won outright. So again, think about what I'm telling you. 71.6 of those teams that have covered have won outright. So the dogs uh, have been very impressive in these bowl games. The dogs so far this year covering at a 61% clip. The unders also hitting at a 61% clip. If you want history to help you out here, each of the past three title games have pitted number one, that would be Georgia this year, against number three, that would be TCU. I don't know if that's the way you're going to lean, but again, number one versus three have been the past three title games in the college football playoff era.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of didn't think they wanted a rematch of Ohio State-Michigan in the first round. you know. So I think that's why TCU right. the three seed. I, I think to me, Ohio State probably should have been the three seed, I mean, you know, if Ohio State – again, there's polls and there's prices. But, I mean, if Ohio State was the three seed, you know, they're playing Michigan. I don't think they wanted that. I think they wanted to to separate Ohio State-Michigan from the Big Ten, and I think that's why the three seed's there. My sense of this is, I mean, what I see is I think that it could easily be one and two or, you know, it could be two and and four. You know, I I, I have a hard time thinking that Michigan, just the nature of how they play – isn't going to wear down the one thing also about college football is not all the pro the program everybody has great players it's the depth of the teams that matter when we start these games are going to be relying on depth you're going to have to have you know what off what defensive linemen are wearing down for tcu and when they go to their backup how good are they a lot, of guys, a lot of teams can compete on a certain level, but the longer the game goes because of the lack of depth that some of the programs have, like TCU and some of those others, whereas Michigan and Ohio State, they've got great depth. Now, they lose that depth when they go in the portal. They used to never lose it before because they couldn't go in the portal. But that, to me, is the key to the game, is the depth of both of the teams, the, these Power 5 teams.
4: Michael, to your point, what you said about Thomas Gable and those winners covering, Elliot just passed this along. Straight up winners in the college football playoff are 20-4 and ATS. So if you like Michigan today, you like Georgia today, Lay it, feel comfortable, because they generally, there's blowouts here. As a matter of fact, only three, as I mentioned, semifinal games have been decided by single digits. Over half of those, nine, have been decided by 20 or more points. So we've seen blowouts in the semis. I point to this quickly, Michael. Michigan's got the best offensive line in football, and TCU's 90th nationally in rush D success rate. They give up 150 yards per game. That could be the difference today, right? That Michigan offensive front wearing down TCU.
5: And it won't be initially. I mean, I assume they'll play really good. It'll be what I think Michigan has done a great job with is adjusting their game plan and getting a getting – a, like the, the, the Purdue game was, for her example. They figured out what they needed to do and they got it done. I think that happens today as well. Well, your theme
4: all year for Michigan has been toughness, and that's yep. where you started the conversation with Harbaugh. And what Michigan did last year against Ohio State – and kind of running it back in what they did in Columbus. Remember, Ohio State had a year to prepare for Michigan and they showed nothing. Speaking of Ohio State, they're up today against Georgia and that vaunted defense. We continue Lombardi Line. Okay, here are the top horse racing plays from Express Bet handicapper Jeff Siegel. Both are from Santa Anita here in Los Angeles. In the second race, Jeff likes the two-horse impossible task at three to one. In the sixth race, just Jeff has the six-horse houndstooth on top at three-to-one. Bet those races and more at first bet. VEASAN's preferred horse racing app, you get 10 bucks for free when you sign up right now with the First Bet app. Use the code HORSE200 and you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $200. Go to vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses for details. As we head into the new year, a sincere happy new year from us here on the Lombardi line. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is vcin, the sports betting network. Be safe out there today. And remember perspective. I know, Just as an aside, I was just uh, walking in and I saw the news as I was walking in and I saw Kiev, and they're getting bombed today on New Year's Eve. Oh, just remember. Geez. Just remember perspective as we head into the new year and get a designated driver of course tonight mm-hmm. now to take it away from war and take it to football uh, Elliot just whispered in my ear that the percentages are heavy on Georgia today no surprise remember this is going to be played Mercedes-Benz they're in Atlanta so it's almost a second home home away from home for the Bulldogs Michael Lombardi I know the tickets are split but that secondary market is going to be all Bulldog fans uh, as Ohio State fans also travel pretty well this number is fascinating it's sitting six Now, When you and I were doing the Lombardi line yesterday, it was six and a half across the board, and then the board lit up like a menorah or a Christmas tree, a syndicate. Mm -hmm. Somebody must have been moving money because it went down to six, which is closer to the original opener with Georgia Lane. Here's my question for you, and I'll let you run with this. Okay, so my question for you would be, if Ohio State had trouble holding up in the second half against the power of Michigan, what are they going to do here against a Georgia team that is the most physically dominant team in the nation and probably Probably more balanced than the national championship team from last year.
5: Yeah, I, I actually, I was just going to lead with the fact that they're a, a much better offensive team. I mean, I was, I've been very critical of Stenson Bennett being a, a prospect. He's undersized, but they've adapted the offense around him. And you know, they're the, they're, they're the six best yards per carry team in the league. You know, they, they're, they they do not give up sacks They're only second in the league in, in the country and sacks allowed. You know they're fifth in yards per play i mean they're not beating people 10 to 7 or 14 to 10. they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're putting no. points on the board you know and you know the closest game really the when you go back and if you say okay what tape do i want to watch to really see how to attack georgia the missouri game probably is the best one not the tennessee game the tennessee game they dominated that game i mean they took it over they, they had an answer for tennessee and, they, and the Missouri game was back and forth. Now, maybe they didn't play. It was an early October game. They didn't play as well, but that was the only team that really I felt like challenged them, and I don't think Missouri's a great team by no means, but they challenged them in that game, and, and I think this is going to be a huge challenge for Ohio State because athletically Georgia can match up to them, and then they're just tougher. I mean, and Stroud's going to have to be protected, and they're going to have to – and Ryan Day is going to have to show me this is going to be critical. He's going to have to show me he can adjust the game plan because Kirby's, call, Kirby's going to run the defense and Kirby's going to adjust this game plan out to what he thinks he needs to do once he sees what Ohio State declares. I think that's the chess match within the chess match.
4: Michael, we haven't seen a back-to-back championship since 11, 12 in Alabama. And I bring that up to say this. You look to see if the intensity is going to be there for a team that just won a championship. Well, think about the bookends. They open up the season by killing Georgia 49-3, to and then they closed out the SEC championship game against LSU, beating them 50-30. to So to me, that's kind of a statement by Georgia. You see what I'm saying? you got to get up for the no. first. got to get up for the, the last. And when they're forced to get up, Georgia's 8-2 ATS against ranked teams over the last two seasons, including five straight covers. Kirby's teams are ready.
5: Yeah, they are ready, and they adjust. I think that's the key. Now, if you're an Ohio State fan, you're saying, okay, and I think why the money's moving on the Ohio State line is when you break down, what is the one area you're concerned most about if you're a Georgia Bulldog fan? Your your secondary, your ability to play pass defense, right? You know, you're you're 49th in the nation in pass defense. You're 40th in relative pass defense. So you're sitting there saying, well, if we can protect – you know, we got a chance and then layer in the fact that they're 79th in the country, Georgia in getting sacks, right? They're not a yes. pressure team. So you you're going to have some time to throw the football. Now, you got to be able to read the coverage, you got to be able to understand the adjustments within the coverage. So there's there's this slimmer of hope if you're an Ohio State fan. You're saying, "Hey, we're going to have to throw it here." Now, you just got to protect the football. That's going to be the critical component of the game. Can you protect the ball? And and when you look at Georgia, you know they're only 82nd in the country in turnovers gained, so there is a clear path here. That this is not going to be oh wow. You know this is the, because Georgia, as good as their different team this year. They're better offensively. They're not quite as good in the secondary, and that's going to Ohio State's going to have to figure out how to match that.
4: Yeah, I think I would agree with you on that. And strength on strength, Ohio State's offense averages 44 and a half points per. 7.3 yards per play. In Georgia, you mentioned the takeaways aren't there, the sacks aren't there, but they're still only giving up 12.8 points per. They're loaded with speed on defense, depth, talent on all three levels. Jalen Carter is going to be a top five pick. There's no doubt about that. It'll be interesting to see this chess match. You know, CJ Stroud's going to be a top five pick as well. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., who you know his dad very well, emerged as the number one receiver. Remember, Jigba has Opted out of this bowl game, but they've got Igbukba, they've got Stover, they've got plenty of talent. Even though Henderson's out with the injury, the running back, they still have Williams, they still have Hayter. So they have plenty of talent. I just, I wonder look, Day hasn't done well. Ohio State's one in seven ATS against ranked teams over the last two seasons, including five straight ATS losses in a big spot, like I said, against Michigan. They had a year to prepare for that rematch and they just didn't post.
5: Yeah, I think that's the key, right? I think this is why I keep saying, like on paper, you should be able to throw the ball. But go ask Josh Heipel if it was on paper that he threw the ball, right? Correct. They, they didn't throw that they, they had a hard time throwing the football in that game. They had a hard time staying on the field in third down in that game. That game was hyped as oh my, this is this is gonna be a and it really wasn't. It really wasn't. And so this is gonna take to me. A lot of discipline and adjustment on Day's part, how he handles that. Because what we're seeing in the first quarter is not going to be what we see in the third and fourth quarter. There's going to be different adjustments. And Kirby from the Nick Saban School of Coverage is going to have some things that are going to make it hard for Stroud once the ball is in his hands. It's not going to be as easy as middle field open, middle field closed.
4: I think this will frustrate some Ohio State fans, but they're fortunate to be here. Remember, USC losing in that Pac-12 title game is the reason Ohio State is here. They struggled with teams like Notre Dame, Penn State. They struggled. They should have lost at Maryland. They struggled against Northwestern. Yes, I know it was inclement weather, uh, but they kind of luckily stumbled upon this fourth spot. Can they take advantage of it against a Georgia team that's looking to repeat that is... That's that's the question here. The biggest mismatch in this game would be what for you? Would it be Ohio State's defense versus an underrated yeah. Georgia offense?
5: I think that's right. I think it's Ohio State. Can they handle the physicality of Georgia? You know, the tight end. I mean, this Georgia tight end that they have is like a, a, a three hundred so pounds. Can they handle? Can they handle the edge? Can they handle the inside? You know, can they handle the run game, the play? All those things. You know, it's a, it's more of a pro offense than it is anything. It's not a RPO scheme. So they're going to have to handle that, and can they play well in that area? I mean, that's going to be the challenge for them. And Michigan, that's what Michigan does. And they, they struggle with Michigan. You know, for all the conversation you know, about Knowles coming to Ohio State as a defensive coordinator, when they needed it the most, they, they really couldn't do it. This team's 31st in the nation in run defense. They're 7th in the Big Ten in run defense. Think about that, Patrick. 7th in the Big Ten in run defense.
4: Yeah, I wrote down, you know, Knowles improved the team just 19.3. Remember, he came over from Oklahoma State, did a good Did a good job as far as improvement defensively, but their performance against Michigan was dismal. 40, 45 points and 530 total yards. And to go back to your point and a reoccurring theme with Michigan, and this is what scares me about Georgia. Georgia is just as tough as Michigan, maybe tougher. And they beat up Ohio State. I think once you get into you the down. second half here, they're going to wear you down. It's attrition. They're
5: going to wear you down. In-game betting might be a really good play. I mean, this is not going to... The game, neither team is going to run away from running another. It's going to be the volume of offense that's going to be the difference.
4: A little surprised to see the number come back to Ohio State here. <coughs> Again, six and a half everywhere. It's six and a half everywhere yesterday, blanketed. Now it's literally, it hasn't budged, it's six with 110 juice. So Georgia laying six, it's really not going anywhere.
5: Yeah, I'm surprised by that. But I, I, I thought it would stay just around the touchdown. But look, you know, Ohio State can throw the football, you know, and so the weakness of Georgia is defending the pass. But if this is, if Ohio State's offense is only on the field for 25 minutes, that's that, that six and a half isn't going to matter. Be
4: interested to see what Thomas Gable... I don't know if you poked around. I know you talked to him a little bit earlier. Are they leaning one way or the other here with Ohio State Georgia there at the Borgata? I
5: I think he's probably evenly split. I think the alabama Kansas State game is the one that's kind of got the most action on it. And obviously that kicks at 12.
4: Okay. We've got Jick-Jack Johnson to join... Look forward to talking to Matt Eumanns and getting his unique take on these games as well, coming up in just a little bit. When we come back, I'll get leans from Michael Lombardi on the college football semis and get some news and notes about these college football bowl games. Also, a little NFL news to sprinkle in as we continue along. New Year's Eve here on the Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: To the Lombardi line on vSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
4: Okay, we've got a special running right now through March Madness. Become a vSIN pro for just $79. You get access to everything. I'll tell you what you get you get Michael Lombardi's exlu- exclusive articles, including the look ahead, which dropped yesterday. You get our betting guides, NBA. Major League Baseball Hockey Of course the College Bowl Betting Guide And plus when you sign up Right now you get $20 credit to the Vison online store So get over there right now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up for $79 through March Madness. It's a great deal. Also, you get the betting splits, which we talk so prevalently uh, prevalently about here on the channel. So make sure you check it out. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay. Most teams, as we welcome you back, and happy New Year's Eve. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Most teams would view a 10-win season and a spot in the Sugar Bowl as a successful season. Alabama, maybe not so much. So you wonder about motivation today. They're playing a good Kansas State team and this number was sitting seven yesterday Michael Lombardi Kansas State Alabama today Sugar Bowl it's up to eight at most shops I think the biggest shock here Bryce Young who is your favorite in the market to go one overall in the forthcoming draft he is going to play in the game as is the linebacker Will Anderson those were the two biggest surprises for Alabama coming into this matchup
5: yeah, and I, I think, you know, I read a column this morning before the show about Nick Saban feeling like a lot of these guys that transfer, the negative energy that he felt like was a part of his team is gone. And that it was the best bowl prep that they've had uh, for a long time. And it was refreshing. I, I think a lot of that is. I mean, we Alabama defensively hasn't played well this year. I know Amal said that – yesterday that will anderson could have been a heisman I, I didn't see that in will anderson i thought he played tentative this year i'm surprised he's played in a game but i think this offense is really good and i think they can move the football and they can run it and if if they're kind of linked more as we as opposed to me which seemed like they were this year i could see why this line's moving the line was set at four because none of us including the book thought that young or any of their best players would play right? What, you know, we felt like that would be it. And now that they're not, I mean, it's moving. And look, I think it's the right way to move. I think there's a lot of people going to be on Kansas State because this line's moving towards them. They're tough. It'll be a, it'll be a hard game. But I, I just think Alabama, if their mindset is right, they're the better team by far.
4: Oh, much better team and fourth in scoring in the nation at 40.8. Kansas State gives up right around 20. Kansas State's a very good football team, actually a surprising team this year. You know, they got that boost from quarterback Adrian Martinez when he joined the program from Nebraska. But then when he went down, Michael Lombardi, I think the team's actually gotten better with Will Howard because Will Howard can sling the football, but he can also run it a little bit, a dual threat.
5: And then you add in Deuce Vaughn. This is a pretty explosive offense. I mean they you know I mean first of all Martinez has been playing for since Y2K. I mean you know I mean, he's been playing college football since Y2K. That guy I mean the brand, I mean I don't know how many years of eligibility he has, but I agree Howard's I mean the, the, you could see the players really buy into him, right? You could see that and you could feel like they they kind of feel comfortable with him under center. And you know it, it's funny they've come a long way. I mean we're talking about them beating Alabama and they lost 17 to 10 to Tulane early in the year. Now Tulane's a good team. I'm not I'm, I love Tulane's offense. I could watch Very that. Very good. You know, and the only other loss was, you know, and then Texas beat them. But remember that Texas game was Texas got off to the big lead and then Texas and then and then Texas had to hold them off. But that tape will be a lot what we'll see today from Bryce Young. I think the They'll try to extend this and make them play from behind and force them to have to handle Alabama's defensive adjustments. That's, to me, when I look at the schedule, I just don't think that this game is going to be able to stay. I think Alabama at eight, maybe that's the right number, but when you were getting it at four, that just didn't seem right if Bryce Young was playing.
4: How about what Kleiman's done there at Kansas State? They've covered five straight games against top five teams, including 3-0 and ATS under Kleiman, but also he's 6-1 and ATS against top 10 teams. He's done a hell of a job there. Just as another note, the Big 12 over the past two bowl seasons, 10-2 and straight up, 9-3 and ATS. So Big 12 has shown out in the bowl season, and this is a huge spot. You want to talk about a national championship setup for Kansas State, this program going up against Alabama, motivation oh, is sky high.
5: Oh, unbelievable, right? And these and look, look, Kleiman is taking the Bill Snyder approach, right? Kleiman is taking this, I'm going to be really good on defense. I'm not going to give you, you know, I mean, would they play in the Big 12 and only give up 20 points? So we have this perception of the Big 12, right? But that's not always the reality. They they only give up 20 points. You know, they're, they're able, yards per play, they're, they're 51st in the nation. And then where they're really good is in the kicking game, Patrick. I mean, they're really good. They return the ball really well. They're the 7th best kickoff return team in the country. They're the 13th best punt return team in the country. They have the 10th best net punting average in the country. And then when you factor in the defense, when you're winning two two of those things, two-thirds of the game, offense and a kicking game, which most people don't even think the kicking game matters. I do. I think that's where they gain the advantage. And Alabama's kicking game hasn't been the best of of what we've seen from them. You know, and they're going to, what, that drop punt against Arkansas? You know, they weren't very good in that. I mean, Alabama's net punting's is 59th. You know, their kickoff returns are 95th in the nation.
4: For previews and in-depth looks at all of the bowl games, follow the links on the daily newsletter over at com. You, of course, can find the VEASAN Bold Betting Guide as well. I have a question for you. When we log off, Iowa-Kentucky is going to be the first game up today. Are you excited about the game? You should be because check out the total. Iowa-Kentucky currently right now, Iowa's laying three. The total is sitting at some shops 30 and a half. I should probably repeat that because people would be confused. Yes, the total is 30 and a half. Most shops have 31. That's the lowest total in any game since 2000. This is going to be a barn burner, Michael Lombardi.
5: And the weather is not a factor. Okay, let's put that out there. Like this isn't that, that total isn't thirty one because of weather. I don't know how to. Hand, I mean, Le- Levis isn't playing, right? You know, <laughs> uh, Iowa wants to slow the game down. I mean, these are two of the slowest playing teams in college football. My instincts tell me, whatever you think it's going to go that low, it probably goes over.
4: That is. An insane number. 30 and a half in some shops. Uh, most shops showing I don't know how 31. you feel good
5: about playing that number.
4: There's no way, right? You, you, you can't feel comfortable watching that game when you're betting an under uh, 30 and a half. I mean, who's gonna, but you got
5: Alabama, Kansas State's on at the same time? or Yeah, they're on the same time, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think only Iowa and Kentucky fans are Everybody else going to be watching Kansas State, Alabama. I know I am. I'll flip.
4: Yeah. Just as a quick note, um, it looks like Caleb Williams on January 2nd. Remember, this is kind of an anomaly this year. We're not going to have any New Year's Day games tomorrow. Of course, they don't want to go head-to-head with the NFL. Uh, But as a note, it looks like Caleb Williams, he's... They're saying he's going to play or confident that he's going to play in that game despite the hamstring injury and the loss against Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. I will say this for betters that haven't seen Tulane play this year and Spears, the running oh. back. I mean, Tulane is a that offense is ridiculous. It's so much fun to watch.
5: They are so well coached, and that offense is really really fun to watch. Now, they lost their defensive coordinator, so that's just some concern there, but they're really good. I think they're really good, and I think they could certainly uh, – I mean, that's why when you look at this line at minus two, and it's been there, there's some places at one and a half. It's really because of how good Tulane is – on, defense, on offense, and, and and they are well coached on defense. No, I don't think the defense coordinator left. I think he stayed. I think he was up for some jobs. I don't know if he got any. I'll have to check on that on the break.
4: TJ Spears, the running back there at Tulane, is going to be a pro, and he's just a stud. That coach, he does a hell of a job at Tulane, and that's going to be very fascinating to see you know, that team in USC, which as we mentioned, the reason Ohio State's here, they're fortunate. Uh, USC beats Utah in the Pac twelve championship game. They're in the national championship situation here yeah. with the final four. But
5: I two mean, the they're lane two. You know, Caleb Williams hamstring that you know, that was an issue. And so the you know, I think that, that kinda got them a little bit. But their defense, USC, are they good enough on defense? I think I think what we have we're at sixty three and a half on the over in the in this game in two lane USC. You know, I, I might think that that I'd lean over there in this game. This might be two teams moving it up and down the field on one another. Two others coming
4: up after New Year's Day. Your team, Mississippi State, going to be some heavy hearts there. Illinois, Mississippi State laying a point and a half, two.
5: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Illinois good on defense. They're really good and they're able to, you know, and that, I mean, they held, that, that was a close game with Michigan. That wasn't a weather game. What was it, 17 to, 1917, that game? They won on a field goal late in the game. Yep. Uh, so, you know, they can, Belima's defense can play the pass. They're, you know, can they score enough on Mississippi State with all the with the opt-outs at Mississippi State and the transfers? But I think there's so much motivation for the new coach taking over for Mike Leach, and, you know, that gives them so much so much momentum as you go through that.
4: Utah, Penn State. I just wanted to bring uh, that up because I think both in, you and I are both on Utah here. Uh, and I'm again, go,
5: any 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 of these big games, I'm going to go with Utah. I th- I don't think people realize how tough Utah is
4: and that heck, Whittingham does a hell of a job Uh, that's the late one on the second the day after New Year's Utah right now laying two at most shops against Penn State when we come back we'll ask Jick Jack we're going to head down to the Bayou at the Beau Rivage. we'll ask him about LSU right now they're laying 15 14 and a half 15 against Purdue as Elliot mentioned during the break Purdue is without everybody including their head coach so we'll get to Purdue and LSU plus the semis with Jick Jack next here at Lombardi Line Hey, how about this? BetMGM is running a special for Michael Lombardi, offering soccer fans a chance to pocket extra 20 bucks and 20% in cash winnings. Just log into your BetMGM account today to receive your EPL Parlay Boost Token. A model Then place an I'm EPL parlay with a minimum of three legs. If the parlay hits, an extra 20% will be added to your winnings. New to BetMGM, download the app and sign up today. Again, EPL. How about the English Premier League getting in the mix here at the King of Sportsbooks? We love it. Grab your EPL parlay boost token at BetMGM right now to take advantage of this big opportunity. It's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional not available in Mississippi, Nevada or New York. Got to be 21 years or older. The EPL parlay boost Boost token for Michael Lombardi as we welcome you
5: back on New Year's. I'm and Patrick Maher, of course. He is and why not? Why not, Patrick? If you can't do it now, when? Right? I mean, why not enjoy that boost ticket? I'm gonna, I'm be all over that. Point. <laughs> <Look at> you <laughs> listening? Uh, if not now, when? A sage once said that
4: one by the name of Michael Lombardi. Uh, we head to Mississippi and say hi to our good friend at the Beau Rivage. There, of course, Carl Johnson, Chick Jack Johnson, who runs the race in sports books. Maybe you should tell us what a, a customer a big fan of the show came up to you and said about the 76ers recently
2: yeah yeah you know i so i i get this all the time you know he, they come up to the counter and they say hey you know i really enjoy you guys and everything he said i love lombardi i said he said the only thing i don't like he's just rough on my philadelphia 76ers i said he <laughs> i said he loves the team he just don't you know he just don't like the coach
5: <laughs> and a few of the players and a few of the players other than that i'm a happy guy you know i mean i've been to 76 or rehab eight times and i'm still coming back i mean it's ridiculous but you know i mean the the lock of the day the lock of the day let me tell you this story before we get going so Uh-oh. we're out last night me berman and thomas gable we met over we we're going to go see earth wind and fire we meet for a drink with our wives and all that and so you know Thomas says, boy, I got a lot of action on this Chicago Bulls-Pacer game. I think it was. Yeah, Chicago Bulls-Pacer game. I got six-figure decision to make on this game. I said, what are you kidding me? The Sixers are favored by one against the Pelicans? That's like the steal of the night. I mean, just bet everything you have. I, I would bet my mortgage on that. And, of course, I was right. The
4: true story, when Michael Lombardi went to watch the 76ers earlier this year with the crew, he sat on the wood. They had to put a muzzle on him. They actually put a muzzle <laughs> on him so true. he wouldn't, he wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't go after That's Joel Embiid. True. Well, Jick Jack, it's a big day as we welcome you in officially and say hi. Uh, the National Semis, give us an idea of how they're betting these two games down at the Beau Rivage today so far.
2: Yeah, you know, so, uh, well, the first thing is this Alabama-Kansas State game. uh, You know, they're they're betting Alabama, of course, heavy. Uh, The Ohio State-Georgia game. uh, You know, that line has stayed pretty stale for us. uh, But they are, you know, Georgia's getting the money. uh, They're getting the ticket count. uh, We got good action on it. uh, And this TCU-Michigan game got good action on it also. Look, this hotel has been packed for the last three days. I mean, our handle's been unbelievable, and this is what a great day. I mean, we're we're ready to finish off the year with a great day. I mean, you got eleven
5: o'clock your time all the way through the night. I mean, I hope you got a lot of staff down there. You you're gonna have to sleep there, Carl, because it's gonna be going great all through the night. Then you got college, you got pro football tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, and we have slept here before. Uh, the staff, you ought to see them. You know, they're dressed in tuxes and in gowns. You know, I let them wear whatever they wanted to wear tonight. Uh, we're gonna have some fun tonight and uh, try to get out of here and get home safe.
4: Well, are you gonna put? Are you gonna have a costume change? Put your tux and cummerbund yeah, on. Yeah. What are you gonna be wearing today, Carl?
2: Look, uh, uh, Pat, I, I'm always the worst dressed at anything that I go to. I mean, they they were making fun of me. Hey, where's your outfit? This is my best clothes that I own right here. I mean, that's just <laughs> it's just the way it is.
4: That's why we so, love you, Carl. That's that, that's that, a legend that, that, right there.
5: Handicap, where are you on this Alabama game? Like, for me, when it opened at four, I thought that was a clear sign that Bryce Young and the other guys weren't playing. Yeah. And now they are. Where are you on this game? Not the book, but Carl Johnson.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're right. We opened it at four. We got the news that he was playing. It immediately jumped up to, like, five and a half. They hit it. Uh, look, I – I'm a Saban guy. I mean, you know, I, I hate to say I'm a homer on anything, but I'm a firm believer in Saban. I mean, I, for, for the last month we've heard talk, well, they won't be ready. Uh, you know, they they're, they don't have no reason to play. I, I don't believe any of that. I just think that they have uh, a high, such a high standard over there. Uh, whoever he has on the field, they're going to be ready to play. And they might not win today, but they're going to be ready to play, and they're going to give the effort. And that, You know, I think – you know, with that being said, you know I, I'm I'm Alabama. I'm I'm gonna yeah, I, I'm gonna win and die with Saban. He's the best in my opinion. Yeah, I, so, I think that's a good strategy.
4: Go ahead. The, the, the Fiesta Bowl. Curious. Did you open nine nine and a half? And are you down to seven and a half with TCU Michigan here, Carl?
2: Yeah, you know we so we opened a while back. We we did open at nine here. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then we went down to seven and a half and 58 and a half. Uh, and we, that's where we've been. Uh, so we're at seven and a half, 58 right now. Uh, good ball game here. I mean, we was talking uh, off air. You know, uh, both of these teams protect the football. That's kind of what I like. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Dugan's got, uh, what, four interceptions for the season. I think, you know, like 3,300 yards and 30 touchdowns. I mean, this kid can play, uh, but he's running into, uh, I think, uh, Michigan's fourth in scoring defense, third in rushing defense. Uh, We'll see if they can't, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. But uh, this is going to be a good football game. And generally what I I like about this is that both these quarterbacks, uh, Dugan and McCarthy, they protect the football pretty good. I kind of like the under a little bit in this game. You know, when turnovers don't create points – uh, I like the under, even though you got a high-powered offense in TCU, uh, but you got a great defense in Michigan.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be I, – I, I think all these games, Carl, we were talking before the show. I'd like to hear your thoughts. A lot of these games, the line might not mean anything, that, that if you like the win – if you like one side, play that side – and then maybe mix it with the other side on the points, but to me, you, and then you have a chance to make money. One line, one money line, one with the points. But to me, I, I kind of get the sense in this game too that the they they might not the line might not mean anything. Like whether you got six and a half or six, you really think it's good. it's not pro. I, I don't think it's going to matter as much.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I agree with you. And, and look when you when you start talking about the, when you look back at even the NFL and the college year this year. And even basketball, remember March Madness last year? None of the games decided. The line didn't mean anything to them. And that's – look, that's been the case. Uh, So, yeah, and I'll tell you something else that's been going on here the last few days is people have been playing TCU. You know, if you don't have an idea, if you can't figure this game out, they've been playing TCU to win the national championship at plus 1,600. You know, if they get there today – um, you know, I mean, you could be talking about a, a, a nice little hedge. Um, you know, they're going to be a huge underdog, whoever they play in this championship final. But you might be able to hedge something out and, and lock up some profit here.
4: Got to ask you about Ohio State, Georgia, Carl. Yesterday, six and a half with Georgia Lane, it. Then we saw the board light up and universally it went down to six where it sits right now. Georgia Lane six. Is that where you sit at the bow?
2: Yeah, we're at uh, we opened Uh half two and a half, 62 and a half. Uh, we're at six and 62 and a half uh, and, you know and nothing unexpected here I mean they're they're gonna bet they're betting us Georgia here uh, the biggest the biggest liability we have on this game right now uh, is this total um, so uh, we've got a lot of money uh, uh, that has bet been bet on the over here uh, so we're hmm. gonna need the under in this game uh, pretty large for us. Wow. And
4: you're 62 and a half on the total? Just a clarification? Okay, gotcha. Okay. Now, Carl, it's the last day of the year. So that means eventually you're going to eat your last meal of the year. (laughs) My assumption is you woke up and pondered this because this is a big thing for you as we head into 2023. What's on the menu? Not just the one meal, but what are you just snacking on all day? We need to hear about it, Carl.
2: Well, yeah. look, it's it's a little bit embarrassing to say, but yesterday after lunch, after I ate lunch, <laughs> I started craving a Reuben. I want a Reuben. <laughs> so um, I I don't know what I'll I'll consume today, but I can promise you this: the Reuben will be the last thing that I eat in twenty twenty two. Wow, are you a, a Reuben hold on, fan? michael did, Wait, did you, you wait, did you fan? hear what he
4: said? Are you a Reuben fan, thing- Carl?
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I used to work at Mirage, and they had that Carnegie Deli. They made the best Reuben, and so we've got a place that makes a nice Reuben. I'm, I'm all over it. I but but here's that. the
4: most important thing that he said, Michael Lombardi. He said he finished lunch and then started yeah. craving a Reuben. So he's telling yeah. us that he finished a meal, and then he started craving another meal. Is that what you're telling <laughs> us, Carl?
2: That- that's, I'm embarrassed to say, but that's exactly the <laughs> truth.
5: <laughs> that metabolism might might be the all timer right there.
4: It's yeah, it's the goat. It's the goat, and so is he. He's Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter. One more is the podcast. Thanks, Carl, Carl, happy New Year. We appreciate all you do for us. Thank you very much, and stay safe, okay?
2: You guys all be safe out there. Let's set a record. Everybody get home safe tonight.
4: Yeah. Yep. That's a great. Ma- Reuben on the menu tonight. Matt Humans next.